My name is Patrick McGilvray, and I'm an experienced marathoner, ultra runner, sports nutritionist, master life coach, and weight loss coach for runners. I've dedicated my life to helping runners just like you properly fuel your body and your mind so you can get leaner, get stronger, run faster, and run longer than you ever thought possible. This is Running Lean. Hey there, and welcome to episode 98 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick McGilvray, the weight loss coach for runners. And today I'm, I'm giving you a marathon recap. I'm gonna talk about what worked and what didn't in my recent marathon. So the 2021 Flying Pig Marathon is officially in the books. And it was fun, had a great, great weekend. And I did some things differently this training season, especially from a fueling perspective. Some things worked pretty well, some not so much. <laughs> But I definitely learned some very valuable lessons this training season and during the marathon itself. So in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to go over how I feel differently for this training season and how I feel for the race itself, what worked, what didn't, and what I might do differently next time. And just so you know, I originally recorded this episode over in the Running Lean community on Facebook. And so each week I do a live call where I do some teaching and coaching and answer questions. And, um, and so this was one of those calls. This is the, the call we did last week. Um, and if you're not currently in the Facebook group, this call that you're going to listen to now in this, in this podcast episode, will give you a good idea of, of what those live calls are all about. Um, so just if I would love it, if you would join the, the Facebook group, um, and, uh, and, and join in on the conversation. So just search for running lean community on Facebook and join us over there. And then here's a, a recent message that someone in the Running Lean community on Facebook posted. So they posted this uh, right after um, finishing their marathon. And so this is from Jima. And she wrote, 2021 was a year of unexpected achievements. In each race, I was able to experiment with fat-adapted running with excellent results. With this last marathon, I was able to run 20 miles fasted with no bonking and only consumed a slow burning Muir energy gel at the end just for re replenishment. Thank you, Patrick McGilvery, for sharing your expertise and knowledge. Also, much thanks to you all in the Running Lean community as you are all inspiring. Mm, love it. I love those kinds of messages and congratulations on an awesome marathon season, Jima. And then people ask how they can work with me. And one way you can do that is to join the Running Lean Coaching Group. And I'm gonna be talking more about that uh, later on in the podcast. Uh, this whole month of November, we're talking about self-sabotage. Just in time for the holidays, you guys. <laughs> so we're gonna learn how to recognize self-sabotage, how to understand what it really is, um, how to stop it before it gets out of hand and how to eliminate it from your life for good. So if you're interested in learning more about the coaching group, just go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash join. And then as always, um, you know, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with, with people. This is what I do. This is my jam. So if you're ever interested in a little expert guidance, support, encouragement, accountability, maybe a little tough love every now and then, um, then just reach out. Uh, you you got to apply for coaching. So just go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash apply, and we'll just see if coaching is a good fit for you. Cool? All right. So I'm going to go ahead and play for you the uh, marathon recap, what worked and what didn't from last week's Facebook Live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to your Sunday Live coaching call. Uh, this is uh, something we do every single Sunday afternoon. 
mm, for the most part. <laughs> Didn't do it last week because I was running the Flying Pig Marathon and it was Halloween and I thought we'd all take the uh, afternoon off. But uh, today what I want to do is kind of give you guys a little bit of a recap of uh, specifically sort of how I did my training, how I fueled for my uh, training this marathon training season, how I fueled specifically for this marathon. And I did some things differently than I have been doing in the past. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Some of it was, you know, some, some, there were some positives and there were some, you know, I wouldn't say negatives, but there were some things I, I would recommend doing maybe, and some things that I'll probably do again. And there were some things that I maybe won't do again. So let's get into this whole marathon, uh, training, uh, thing that I did, uh, differently. I want to talk about what I did differently this time and share some of my insights with you guys. Um, I get a lot of questions about what I eat and, and how I fuel for these things. And I've talked a little bit about some different fueling strategies in the past. And I've, I've talked about how I've done several marathons and even a, an ultra marathon um, completely unfueled, like just not needing any kind of fuel at all. And then um, I did things a little bit differently this training season. And um, I want to talk about that. And I want to explain to you guys why I made the decisions that I made and what I was trying to do with all that. A lot of the stuff that I do here is just so I can sh share the data with you guys, you know. So just to kind of uh, uh, give you guys a little perspective here, everything that we do is a is a uh, experiment of one. So everything that we're doing in here um, when, when it comes to how, to how to fuel properly for a marathon or what's the right diet to, for, for weight loss. When people ask these questions, I always just say like, try something and see if it works. That's it. Like just try something and see if it works. What works for me may not necessarily work for you. Um, and I don't even know what works best for me. I've tried all kinds of things and I keep continuing to try different things. I do different fueling strategies in training, different fueling strategies for long runs. Sometimes I'm carb loading, sometimes I'm not. And all this stuff is to just find out how I feel and um, how my performance is affected with these different strategies, okay? And I'm always learning and I don't know it all. I'm just gonna tell you guys right now, I don't have all the answers. But because you know what, the, the answer is, is within. You know, the answer is within each of us, the, the right answer as to what is the right fueling approach for you as an individual. Um, so, but what I wanna do today is give you guys a little bit of a, uh, a look, a little snapshot of what this looked like for me though, this training season and some of the lessons I learned so that maybe you can like start experimenting with some of this stuff on your own. Okay, so that's kind of my high level uh, look at why, why I'm talking about this today and what I'm hoping that you get out of this today, okay? Um, so I have a question I wanna ask you guys and feel free to answer this in the comments because this is just kind of a funny question. Um, could be a serious question, could be a funny question, but what has been your best or, or worst fueling strategy for a marathon or half marathon? Like what, what's something you did that worked really well or what's something you did that just went horribly wrong? <laughs> those might be more entertaining. Um, so uh, drop your answer in the comments and we'll get to those later. Um, I also wanna let you guys know that if you have any questions about anything that I'm talking about here today, 
um, just ask away. Ask in the comments and I'll get to all your questions uh, before we're finished here today, okay? So if anything comes up for you and you're like, you know, what, what, how did that work? Or what do you mean by that? Like, just ask, ask away, okay? That's what we're here for, the interaction, okay? Um, I do this podcast where I'm talking into a microphone. I like these uh, lives where we get to have a conversation, okay? Where you get to ask the questions and I can answer them live. That's super fun for me. So feel free to ask questions, okay? So what did I do differently this time around? So like I said, um, most of the last year and a half of, of training for me, I've done uh, now uh, two, I've done th uh, three marathons and a, and a 50K. So three marathons and an ultra marathon in the last year, basically. And all three of these or four of these events have been, you know, done as a low carb fat adapted athlete. Okay. Within that, you know, that uh, those parameters of being fat adapted and low carb, there are lots of different ways of doing things. Okay. So it just doesn't mean like you never eat anything. It just doesn't mean you're eating nothing but, you know, steaks, you know, for, for your training and stuff like that. Um, steaks and, and um, sticks of butter. Although pretty delicious, <laughs> melt some butter on a ribeye steak. There's really nothing better. Um, so the, the feeling strategies can be different for all these different kinds of events. Um, but within the, the parameters of a low carb uh, endurance athlete, a low carb fat adapted runner, I've done some things a little bit differently. So last year I did a, a marathon at this time of the year, uh, zero calories. I did a 50 K zero calories. And then I did my uh, marathon in the spring, basically zero calories. And those three events were fantastic. I felt amazing, especially the last marathon that I did. Um, and I ran that one a little bit harder, actually had sort of a time goal. And um, I felt amazing. So that last marathon was sort of the culmination of, of uh, for me, what it felt like to be uh, a truly fat adapted athlete and not really needing any fuel. So for me, and, and, and I'm, I'm not crushing goal times here. I'm not qualifying for Boston or anything like that. I ran a 415 in the spring and that was really good for me. And I was, I was pushing the pace and um, I, I had to step up my game a little bit for that one. And I felt amazing. And again, uh, no like carb loading before that event, um, I actually, my ramp up to that event, I made a, a point to like pretty much eat zero carbs. So I talked about this on a podcast called Zero Carb Marathon Training. And and I, I basically went carnivore for about 40 days leading up to that marathon and um, felt amazing. And it was a great experience. Okay. And so when when it came time to to do this next marathon, I thought I could do the same thing and fuel the same way and sort of stay in that carnivore sort of mode and just see how that goes. But I didn't want to do that. I was actually really interested in um, getting some carb ab adaptation, okay? So when you're fat adapted and you're really good at burning fat and you're low carb athlete, if you want to start incorporating carbohydrates back into your um, strategy, you have, to, you have to practice with it and do it for a while. So you have to sort of get yourself carb adapted again. And um, so, so I, I made a point to add more carbs in for this training cycle. 
So what does that mean? Like, what, what am I talking about? Was I eating a bunch of cupcakes and stuff like that? No, it's not that kind of carbs. I wasn't eating sugar. I'm not eating processed uh, flour and stuff like that. I was eating more salads. I was eating more uh, uh, avocados. I was eating um, more uh, yogurt and some berries. Like I love like yogurt with strawberries, some blueberries, some nuts. Um, and then uh, the, the, the day before, the two days before and the day before my uh, long runs, I would incorporate more uh, uh, slow burning carbohydrates like wild rice and sweet potatoes. That's kind of my go-to, has been my go-to. So this was a um, pretty intentional uh, strategy for me over the last um, 12 weeks or so, you know, maybe longer than that, um, uh, really just to kind of ramp up during this marathon training because I wanted to make sure that my body could also use the carbohydrates as fuel. So when you're really good at burning fat, um, and then you start introducing some carbohydrates into the mix, you're not really efficient at burning the carbs. And, and having the carbohydrates in the system kind of shuts down the fat burning, the, the, the efficiency of the fat burning. So we just have to be careful with this sort of approach. Like if you're a super fat adapted athlete and you're like, oh, I just wanna like run harder, run a better time or something like that. And you start adding in a bunch of carbs, like just the day before your marathon or something like that. And you haven't been training this way you're not going to have a good experience. And this was my, my take when I first started introducing carbs back into my training. Um, I noticed a little bit of a downturn in my uh, performance. So that was one thing that I would say was a negative. And that was something that I did not enjoy. I didn't enjoy adding the carbs in and then having th this more of a sluggish feeling, okay? So... I pressed on though, because I'm like, okay, I need to really do this. And I know it's hard and I know it doesn't feel good, but I'm just going to continue doing it. Kind of like we do when we get fat adapted, you got to kind of push through. There's like three, four weeks of really tough running. Well, I kind of experienced the same thing when I started in incorporating carbs back into the mix. So I found that very interesting and I've done a bunch of reading on this, a bunch of research on it, and it's totally normal. It's like part of the process. Okay. So if, you, if you're desiring to add carbohydrates into your marathon training strategy and into your marathon fueling strategy, you have to train with them for, I would say, a few months leading up to this, okay? So that's something that um, I just wanted to make sure you guys kind of understood and, and that um, it is something you can't, you don't want to just like incorporate it in the last minute. Like, you know, you've been training super low carb all season and then all of a sudden, drop a bunch of carbs into the mix the night before your marathon and think it's going to help you because it could really hinder your performance, at least for that one event. So that was interesting. And um, the other thing that I started doing this training season and I experimented it with, I started using a, a line of products called S-Fuels. So S-Fuels makes uh, endurance uh fuel for endurance, uh, for low carb endurance athletes, fuel for low carb endurance athletes. So the fuel that they have is mostly, um, kind of fat and protein based. So MCT oil, um, uh, amino acids, electrolytes, um, and they have different types of fuel. So they have a product called train, which is, uh, uh, something you add to water. It's got a very, you know, water like consistency, tastes great and 
fat and amino acids and electrolytes. Great for like, you know, two, three hour runs, four or five hours, whatever it is. You can just kind of take that as you go. Um, they have another product called Race Plus, which has some slow burning carbohydrates in there as well as the fat and protein and electrolytes. Um, that would be something that you would, you know, kind of practice with and, and use um, for your uh, events that you want to like run harder and run a little bit faster. Okay, that's really not my strategy is to run super fast, but I played around with the fuel just to try it out. And then they make another product called uh, Life Bars. And the Life Bars are basically, uh, well, they're delicious. And they're like uh, chewy uh, bars and made with like uh, almond butter or nut butter, um, cacao nibs, and they have the, the MCT oil and the amino acids and things like that. So it's kind of like the equivalent of like the fat and protein like you would eat uh, almond butter or something like that, but it's a little um, easier to, you know, uh, chew up and, and swallow and things like that. Um, the almond butter can be a bit of a problem because it's super thick. And if you're trying to eat that while you're running, it's difficult. Um, somebody posted a comment about that. Uh, I think today uh, they were like, I had to drink a lot of water with that almond butter just to get it down. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a bit much. So S fuels makes a whole line of products. They make a recovery drink, uh, with a, like a protein powder. Um, and, um, and listen, I'm not, I don't, these guys don't sponsor me or anything like that. I should talk to them about that though. Right. Yeah, I probably should. But, um, uh, so I'm not like getting, I'm not trying to like get you guys to go buy this. I'm just giving you an example of something that I use that works pretty well for me. Okay. So I practice with these fuels during the training season and I enjoy them. I think they are, um, spot on because what you're doing is you're adding the fat and the protein in, which is what you really want as a, as a low carb athlete. You want that sort of, um, uh, you want the exogenous fat, the fat that you eat and, and the protein helps to. Um, keep your, uh, keep you feeling good and, and, and keep the fat burning going. Um, so when you, when you, uh, when you're efficient at burning fat, you can burn the fat that you're eating as well as for fuel, right? So that's why we, we want to, uh, keep our, our, um, fuel intake to the fats and proteins and not the carbohydrates when we're trying to stay fat adapted and stay in that fat burning zone and really maximize fat burning. Okay. So, um, for the race itself, I, um, I did a life bar beforehand and I, um, did, uh, the train product and some electrolyte drink and, and I did some of the race plus beforehand. So I had a little bit of carbs in me. I did some carb loading the days before I did a bunch of sweet potatoes and, and wild rice and stuff like that. And I really wanted to like prime the tanks with glycogen, you know, make sure that I topped up my glycogen levels and got into the marathon and i have to tell you so this is the one thing that i that i noticed that was different from the last three long events that i did um where i did them um unfueled basically the one thing that i noticed is that i felt very sluggish for the first half of the marathon like the first 12 13 miles i was not feeling it and you know, I was maintaining a, a decent pace and, and listen, we were out there just to have a good time. We had done the 10K and the 5K the day before. And so this was sort of just a fun run for us. Um, me and some friends, we hung together. We had a great time. It was super fun. Uh, we all helped each other get across the finish line, but I just wasn't feeling it for about the first half. 
the longer I was out there, the better I felt. And so this tells me something. This tells me that I was probably, I probably had more glycogen on board at the beginning. And as I burned through that, I got more efficient with the fat burning and I felt better and I had more energy and more stamina. And I just, I finished feeling much stronger than I did at the beginning of the, of the event. So that was something I thought was really interesting and I did not like that. <laughs> so for me, um, my biggest takeaway from the actual marathon itself was that next time I'm probably going to do away with the, the carb loading and the, and the, the training with the, the higher carbs, you know, because it didn't give me the boost that I thought it would. I thought the beginning half of the marathon, I would have like more energy and feel better. And then the second half I would, you know, sort of be feeling a little bit more tired or whatever, but it was exactly the opposite. It's very fascinating. Again, now this is an experiment of one. So this is my experience with this. I'm not saying you would have the exact same experience if you did the same thing. Certainly try it and see how it works for you. Um, so if, you're, if your goal is to run a, um, uh, a, a super fast marathon, maybe some sort of carbohydrate loading would be a good strategy for you to try. Um, for me, I wasn't trying to run a super fast marathon, just like slow and steady, and it didn't really work for me, okay? Just keep that in mind, okay? So definitely try something, some of these things, and, and see what works for you. But my biggest takeaway was that I didn't like the feeling of uh, eating the carbs, you know, the sweet potatoes and the rice and stuff like that prior to the event. I did enjoy the S-Fuels. I think they helped, and I think that's what sort of got me, like, through the event, uh, I did take another life bar with me because I wanted the extra fuel, but I didn't want to um, mix, have to mix a drink. I didn't want to carry a water bottle with me. And um, I was trying to do this as like as Spartan as possible. So the only thing I took with me was salt tablets and um, the life bar. And that was like my fueling strategy during the event. Now, here's my other uh, very interesting takeaway. I usually fuel with LMNT, Element, uh, the, the electrolyte mix from Elemental Labs. Love this stuff. I've been training with it for a couple of years now. Um, never had any problems. I decided <laughs> for this training season, I was going to practice using uh, like, uh, what is it called? Salt stick tablets, like the little capsules with electrolytes because I didn't want to have to carry a water bottle with me during the marathon. Again, I was just trying something different. So I practiced using the salt tablets and they were okay. Honestly, I do better with more sodium electrolyte, uh, uh, sodium, potassium, magnesium. The uh, Element product has just a very high amount of sodium, 1,000 milligrams of sodium per packet um, and something like four and 600 milligrams of uh, potassium, magnesium. So the, the electrolyte profile is very high. And um, something fascinating I learned recently is that when we're exercising, when you're out there running a marathon, you lose something like 1,200 milligrams of sodium per hour, per hour. So you need to be replacing that. And the salt tablets that I was taking, either I probably wasn't taking enough of them or they, they didn't have enough sodium so the sodium content was lower 
and I didn't take as many. So um, I think I did something like two tab two salt tabs every four or five miles. You know, maybe so maybe two every hour or something like that. Uh, every forty five minutes or to an hour, and I thought that would be sufficient. I kind of did the math, but because the the electrolyte profile is different in those things. Um, I don't know. It just, it, I, I probably could have done better with uh, 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 a water bottle and just carry a water bottle and take my own electrolyte drink with me. So there's different ways we can do this stuff. I was just trying to like not have to carry a water bottle with me. You can carry a, a backpack, mix up your electrolyte drink in your, in your camelback or whatever. And then you can just like sip on it the whole, during the race, you can carry it in a water bottle and, and keep refilling it if you want to. That's what I've done in the past and has always worked really well for me. Um, but again, I was just trying some different things this time just to see what worked so that I could share it with you like I'm doing right now. So um, that's something else I would do differently next time. I'd probably just carry my water bottle like I'm used to doing. It, it does take a little bit of extra time at the water stops to, you know, uh, unscrew the top, open up the packet, pour it in, get the water. And, and you got to sort of dork around with that at the water stops. But... You know, if it if the electrolyte um, uh, that you're using isn't really working for you, you need to fix that. Like, that's super important to make sure that we're getting enough electrolytes during these events. It was a great day. It wasn't super hot, but still we sweat out um, like uh, uh, close to 1,200 milligrams of sodium per hour. So you got to be replacing that out there, okay? So um, all in all, I'm going to say this. We had a, a super fun time at the event. I felt better uh the second half of the uh marathon than i did during the first half and i have to tell you guys that you know we did this thing where we ran the 10k and the 5k the day before so i was starting this marathon on tired legs already and and so that has to be sort of factored into all of this too okay so um that's typically not recommended to do like a a nine mile shakeout run <laughs> the day before your marathon so that has to be sort of factored into all of this stuff okay um, but what I would do differently next time, I think next time I'm going to stick with my low carb, uh, during training season and not introduce the, the carbs and not try to do any carb, carb loading or not try to, um, uh, become more metabolically flexible. So metabolic flexibility is where you can use more fat and, and, uh, carbohydrates more, uh, efficiently, but you got to like work through that and you got to really get get good at that. And, and maybe I didn't do it the right way, or maybe I didn't do it long enough. Um, whatever the case is for me, the way that where I'm sitting here today, looking back on the last year of events, um, the ones where I did the best is where I didn't do any carb loading and I didn't, uh, do any, uh, fueling during, you know, I would say, you know, maybe the next time I just add the, uh, S fuels products, which I think are pretty amazing and, uh, nothing else. So just kind of stick with those. And, uh, that way I'm just getting a little bit of, uh, extra boost, you know, that, that might help, uh, with the, uh, the, the longer distance stuff, especially when you start getting into like a marathon distance. Um, so that's kind of the recap. I'm going to go through your questions, you guys, and, and find out kind of what you guys, what questions you have. So, uh, Gene says, uh, fat for fuel, no glucose. Good job. Awesome. Ran three marathons, fat adapted, no fuel, just electrolytes and water. Felt good. Yeah. Me too, Gene. I'm with you on that approach. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
Let's see. Bill says, sorry, 10K is the farthest I've done. Don't be sorry. 10K is awesome. All, always fasted, so started training that way and will continue. Awesome. Yeah. Never apologize for, for your race distances, right, you guys? Like, or people say, oh, I only ran the half. I'm like, damn, you ran a half marathon. That's awesome. Let's see. Zoe says, fueled, hydrated better on days leading up to second marathon compared to first. Yeah. Lighter meals, less carbs, had less gels required also. Yeah. Um, lots of whey, isolate chocolate shakes. Yeah. I do a little protein supplement here, especially after hard strength sessions, for sure. Uh, Denise I did a gel once, two peanut butter cups once, two carb balance protein wraps once. These were all solo marathons or ultras. No difference to water only. Interesting. But I ran slow. I had my first in-person marathon in December. Thanks for your advice. Absolutely, Denise. Yeah. So that's interesting. So you're actually trying a bunch of different things. And I think this is super important. You got to figure out what works for you, you know, and so... I, I think we put too much emphasis on like it. How we have everything has to be perfect every single time. I purposely do things just to find out like how does it, how is this going to feel? You know, I may crash and burn. Like that was definitely a possibility. The way I was fueling for this marathon, I, I was like thinking to myself like this may not go well, especially that first half. I was feeling kind of sluggish, and I was like, I don't know, this may not go well. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to just try it. I got to try different things. Uh, Josh says, trying to consume less carbs uh, uh, for my training this time. Yeah, give it a shot. Uh, Denise, uh, let's see. I can relate to this. Ran 400 miles in October. Nice job. So did some carb loading because I thought it might help to maintain the training load. Now a week later, still feel sluggish. Oh, yeah. I'll get off the sugar again and see what happens. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you want to get off the sugar, like it's a process. Like you got to get that adapted. You have to um, go through that that sluggish period where you know you 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 get off of sugar processed carbs and you got to keep your carb you know uh, intake pretty low for anywhere from two to six weeks you know average is about three weeks 21 days or so and that's where training is very sluggish it's very hard don't do this a couple weeks before your event like make sure you start this process in the uh, beginning of your training season or in the off season get fat adapted and then start your your training for your big event. Um, because once you're fat adapted, the training is going to be so much easier. You're going to get stronger, faster, and you're going to be like super efficient at burning fat and you're just going to kick ass at your event. Uh, let's see. Kim says, hi from Canada. Hi, Canada. Love my element and I'm excited to uh, start trying S fuels. Yeah. And then Marianne, any suggestions for after the race food? Feel like I should be allowed to eat anything, <laughs> but I've, Tummy trouble doing that. Okay. So that's such a good question, Marianne. So um, here's my take on it. After a marathon, I do give myself a little bit of uh, permission to indulge a little bit. But here's what I mean by indulging. Okay. This is, you guys are going to laugh because here's me indulging. So after the marathon, it was Halloween, and so I went to my, my son's house, and, and they, they were doing Halloween um, with the family and stuff like that, and they made this big batch of chili, um, you know, with ground beef and stuff like that, but it had beans in it, and I'm like, I'm eating beans. I'm just going to go ahead and eat all these beans. This thing is loaded with carbohydrates, right, in the form of beans. Well, I'm going to eat it, so that was me carb loading or whatever you want to call it, like carbing it up after my marathon, 
Um, uh, and, 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 but that's like, that's not a big deal. That is not a big deal. Right. Usually my go-to would be something like tacos. I love tacos. So we'd go out and have chips and salsa and tacos or something like that. Um, that's going kind of, uh, off the deep end for me too, you know, but listen, you get to decide what you want to do for yourself. And so if you want to indulge a little bit, here's my suggestion for you plan ahead. Just make sure you're planning ahead and you're not just, you know, um, giving in to the moment, you know, because if people are eating pizza and ice cream and a bunch of junk around you and you're like just giving into that and stuffing your face and it makes you feel terrible, don't do that. Okay. Plan ahead what you want to do. Um, so if your post uh, marathon go to is something like tacos or whatever, do that. Um, honestly, for me, like an indulgent thing for me or something that really makes me feel good is eating a big ribeye steak. I love grilling the steak and eating that. And I, I do this pretty often. And so that's sort of a way of treating myself and I, and it, and it tastes great, but it doesn't throw me off my game. You know, it's, it's a, it's a fun thing to do. It's indulgent and it's part of my plan and I plan it and I just keep doing that. Uh, Bill says, yeah, it hurts not to be perfect. Yeah. He's talking about the, um, uh, 10Ks. Yeah, but Bill, you're awesome. This is so good. Uh, Kristen, this is my first marathon fat adapt and I felt great even with the racing the day before. Super awesome, Kristen. You did such a great job too. And um, Kristen went through the whole fat adaptation process and she, her running improved like crazy. She became this badass runner that she knew was inside her. And she was like, I'm determined to make this happen. And she did. And then she showed up um, Kristen actually lives in Cincinnati and I saw her after the marathon. So that was super fun. Um, so good stuff, you guys. Um, I hope you all, um, learned something from this. I hope you got a little something out of this. Um, I hope that <laughs> me taking one for the team here <laughs> helps you guys kind of learn maybe what to do, maybe what not to do, or maybe something, some things that you can try for yourselves because it is fun to try this stuff. It's fun to experiment. Listen, we take ourselves uh, pretty seriously. Sometimes we take running pretty seriously sometimes. And I'm at this place in my life where I'm like, I just want to have fun with this, you know, and if that means trying a different fueling strategy, seeing how it goes, um, just so I can like share my experiences with you guys. So be it. It's fun for me to do this stuff. Okay. Um, next time though, I'm going to kind of go back to my more low carb ways and more, um, just kind of sticking with the, the non-fueling strategy that I've done in the past that's just worked so well for me um, and <clears throat> increase the electrolyte intake. I think those are my biggest sort of fuels, you know, or um, uh, biggest takeaways from my fueling strategy. Cool. All right, you guys. Well, everybody um, enjoy the rest of your uh, amazing uh, Sunday afternoon. I don't know about you guys, but here it's just gorgeous. You know, it's, you know, something like 63 degrees, super sunny outside. The leaves are changing colors. It's this amazing time of the year. I love it. We're getting into the holidays and uh, in the coming weeks, uh, I'm going to be talking about um, uh, how we get through the holidays. This is going to be a good topic for us coming up. Okay. Um, how do we survive the holidays? You know, what does it mean to, uh, to, to get through like, you know, Thanksgiving, which is all about indulging in food, right? Like, how do we get through a holiday with that without totally losing our minds, you know, without totally like screwing up everything good that we've done for ourselves up to this point, right? 
So we'll be getting into topics like that. And then how do we get through the winter? Cause it's going to start getting colder and darker. And, um, and how do we get through the, the crazy holiday season that is looming just in front of us? Okay. So you guys all have an amazing day. We're going to have some fun over the next, uh, several weeks here. Okay. If you have any other questions, drop them in the, uh, uh in the comments here and i'll get to them uh soon okay it's great seeing you guys all on here everybody have a great afternoon and talk to you soon bye if you're a runner and you've been struggling to lose weight or you keep losing and gaining the same 10 pounds over and over again or you're finally ready to get to your natural weight and stay there for good this time then i have something you will love I've created a powerful new training just for you called Running Lean for Life. You'll learn exactly how to transform yourself into a lean, fat-burning running machine so you can run without bonking, lose weight without calorie counting, and develop the habits required to make it last for life. To get this free training right now, go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash lean for life and start your transformation today.